0: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by Webex, by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. It's Wednesday,
1: June 22nd, and we're bringing you real-time news. Fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts.
0: Here's the latest.
1: A major 5.9 magnitude earthquake hit a rural area in eastern Afghanistan near the Pakistan border early this morning. According to Afghanistan's state-run news agency, at least 950 people are dead and 600 are wounded, both numbers likely to rise. Dozens of houses are also destroyed. President Biden is expected to announce he's suspending federal gas and diesel taxes until the end of September. Officials say Biden's move could reduce the price of gas by $1 per gallon, so not much, but we'll take whatever win we can get here. But apparently it won't be a long-term solution, according to economists who tell CNN that a gas tax holiday won't resolve the underlying supply issues. Average gas prices, though, recently dipped below $5 a gallon, so that's a good thing. It's the first drop in more than two months. Yesterday was the fourth public hearing of the House January 6th committee. We learned about Lady Ruby. Ruby Freeman was an election worker in Fulton County, Georgia, who had the bad luck to be featured in a security video of vote counting. She and her daughter were singled out by Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani by name. They accused her of faking thousands of votes for Joe Biden. She did not. But as a result, Freeman received racist death threats and had to leave her home.
2: Do you How it feels to have the President of the United States
0: to target you. The President of the United States is supposed to represent every American, not to target one.
1: The next January 6th hearing will take place Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Bill Cosby has been found liable in the first civil sexual assault trial against him. The case was brought by Judy Huth, who claimed that Cosby sexually assaulted her in 1975 when she was just 16 years old. After a two-week trial, the jury awarded Huth half a million dollars in damages. Cosby was not present for the verdict. Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, will be destroyed. Mayor Don McLaughlin confirmed the town's plan in a heated city council meeting Tuesday night. The mayor said, quote, you can never ask a child to go back or teacher to go back in that school ever. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens. So check back whenever you want to know the latest.
0: Coming up, we check in on the current status of the Russian invasion of Ukraine and what it means for the rest of the world.
1: The changing world of hybrid work offers new possibilities. WebEx enables them with an open platform and many integrated partners like Envoy, Tandem, and Miro. Powerful partnerships power hybrid work. Visit apphub.webex.com. WebEx. Working for everyone.
0: Russia's invasion of Ukraine is in its fourth month, and the war doesn't appear to be ending anytime soon. So where do things stand now, and what does an ongoing conflict mean for the rest of the world? Insiders John Haltewanger and Matthias Schwartz say Putin is already winning the war, both in Ukraine and the West. So John, give us a quick update on where the war is today.
3: So at the onset of the war, Russia was really fighting a full-scale conflict across Ukraine, trying to take the capital Kyiv, trying to take large cities like Kharkiv. But after failing to do that, they shifted their attention to the east, to the Donbass region. Russia has been gradually seeing success in the Donbass. The tide of the war has been turning in their favor, and they're on the verge of seizing a major city in the Donbass called Severodonetsk, which if they do seize would essentially mean that they have conquered one half of that region and there's concerns that it could fall within days um, and once that happens they then will turn most of their attention to uh, the other half of the dumbass region donetsk and if they conquer that entire region it means that they control roughly 10 percent of all of ukraine but on the ground right now ukrainian forces are really struggling to hold off the russian offensive they're begging the west for more weapons for more artillery they say they're completely outgunned basically as they get pummeled during this Russian assault.
0: Matt, you write that Putin has had a series of economic victories that go beyond the battlefield. Can you explain?
2: I think the elephant in the room is just the state of the global economy and the Western stock market. Obviously, valuations of dollar denominated assets were sky high uh, at unsustainable levels for a variety of reasons that have nothing to do with Russia. But- looking back to what happened in February and March, it is clear that Putin's decision to invade Ukraine was the needle uh, that popped the Western asset bubble. It was the first domino that led to sanctions, then a spike in energy prices, and then massive inflation, higher interest rates, and a drop, a massive drop in the value of all these assets. Meanwhile, the Biden administration said they were going to shut the Russian economy down, turn the clock back, to Soviet times, uh, they've had some success. Inflation in Russia is very high as well, but the ruble has bounced back and it's clear that Putin you know, made preparations for years in advance to sort of sustain a isolated wartime economy for the long run. We hear a lot about whether the Russian people will put up with this and for how long. There's also an issue of whether Western electorates are going to be willing to make the sacrifices necessary to support Ukraine and how long will people be willing to pay a price for that at home.
0: Now, Matt, in the beginning of the war, the West banded together against Russia. But you write that that unity has been fraying.
2: Uh, Absolutely. We're seeing Turkey, a NATO member, standing in the way of Sweden and Finland joining the alliance. We're seeing France uh, saying that Russia must not be humiliated. President Macron continues to take phone calls with Putin. Uh, considers him to be someone who's worth talking to and potentially negotiating with. That's a very different view than one that you will find uh, in the Baltics or in the United States or among other NATO allies and partners. As time passes, it becomes harder and harder to maintain a sort of united front that, you know, the Biden administration succeeded in putting together at the beginning of the conflict. And one of the difficulties of finding an exit or a quote unquote off-ramp to this conflict is if there is a ceasefire, um, and if there is a negotiated settlement, you know, say a partition in the east, it's unclear whether, you know, Russia can really be considered a good faith negotiating partner and will abide by any peace agreement in the long run or whether negotiations to Putin are just an opportunity to take a breath, regroup and set about making a plan to take yet another bite.
0: Mm. John, what are you keeping an eye on to expect next? The tone to me has really changed
3: from Ukraine in the uh, past few weeks where they're sounding increasingly dire in terms of their assessment of the situation, not as bullish as they did in the beginning of the Russian offensive. They're sounding less confident. um, And to Mm -hmm. me, that's a big signal about how the tides are turning on the ground and how, you know, Putin is winning at this moment, how Russian forces are making gains.
0: Matt, as this ongoing war continues to affect the world economy, what are you looking at next?
3: I mean
2: I'm looking closely at the 2022-2024 US elections. I do think that um this will be very important, you know, potential watershed moments for Ukraine. So far we've kind of had this very unusual bipartisan consensus that we want to get behind Ukraine and that the sacrifices are worth it. Is that going to remain the case or is it going to become a more partisan issue with, you know, the GOP potentially taking a more Isolationist stance, particularly if you know Trump gets closer to getting the GOP nomination, that that's like a big unknown for me.
0: Matt, John, thanks for joining us.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: John Haltewanger covers politics and Mattathiah Schwartz covers international issues at Insider. Make sure to follow the refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show.
1: You can also just tell your smart speaker to play the Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Dave Smith.
0: And I'm Rebecca Vera. Talk to you soon.